0: Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King.
1: Hello. I'm Auntie Leah, and we're glad to have you back with us as we enjoy another opening Sabbath worship time. And it's so good to have you here, Uncle Daniel, as well as each of our happy children who are here with us.
2: Hello, Auntie Leah. I look forward to the Sabbath every week. And I know there are some children who love to join us each week too. I'd like to say hello to Ariah, Ella, and Caleb, who live in Rangawahia, New Zealand.
3: Hello.
1: Let's start our worship time with prayer. Who would like to do that? I will. Thanks, Bryce. Dear Lord, thank you for the
0: Sabbath. Please bless all of the boys and girls watching at home. In
1: your name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Bryce. Last week, we learned about a new word called prophecy. Does anyone remember what that means? Telling the future. That's it, Jaira. God uses people to send messages to us about the future. We call the people who give these messages from God prophets. The ability to tell the future is a gift from God. We can't just decide that we're going to tell the future. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it tells us that this gift is given by the Holy Spirit to people He chooses, people who are obedient servants of God. Later in our Bible study, we'll learn how God used Daniel as a prophet. Daniel's prophetic gift saved his life and the life of his three friends, as well as the otherwise men of Babylon. Let's go on our treasure hunt to discover why God sends messages to us through his prophets. Si, would you like to open our jewel box and find the Bible gem for us? Yeah. Wow, that's so pretty. What does the Bible gem say?
4: John 14, 29. Bryce, would you like to read that for us? And
0: now
1: I've told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. Thank you, Bryce. This text tells us fulfilled prophecy is given to strengthen our belief. It proves that the messages in the Bible come from God because only God knows the distant past and the distant future. The Bible also tells us in the first few verses of Deuteronomy 13, that even if false prophet or dreamer of dreams can tell the future accurately, we know that they are false if they try to draw us away from God's word and his commandments. Romans 15, 4 says that God tells us the future to encourage us and to comfort us and to give us hope. God also tells us the future to warn us and prepare us for difficulties that may lie ahead. Amos 3 verse 7 says that God does nothing unless He reveals His secrets to His servants, the prophets. So, remember, God has given us prophecy to guide us. We don't need to be anxious about anything or uncertain about the future. God is caring for us every step of the way.
2: Prophecy has given me great confidence that the Bible is God's Word.
1: Hey, Uncle Daniel, Braden is here.
2: So he is. Welcome, Braden. Thanks, Uncle Dan. Hi, everyone. I hear that you've been learning about prophecy. What is prophecy?
4: History told ahead of time. That's it.
2: Let's sing about it.
3: <laughs> prophecy is history told ahead of time. God is good. He's so good. God reveals a future. see his history told ahead of time. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Prayerfully dig deep and the truth you'll always
4: find in his word, in his word. Brandon, can we sing the King's Dream?
2: We can, and that's a very,
4: very important dream. Let's sing about it.
3: Show the king of that Cross
4: It's the Sabbath.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Let's sing it.
3: It's the Sabbath. It's the Sabbath. We will worship as we sing. For our God has come to join us. Let us spend time with our King. It's the Sabbath.
4: Brayden, I liked
1: the prophecy song we sang. Now it's time for Story with Dr. John. He always has something interesting to show us. Yes, he does. I wonder what he has for us this time.
5: Hello, boys and girls. I'm Dr. John. I'm so glad that you're here with me. And I'm saying hello to all the boys and girls right around the world. It's almost as though they're sitting with us today. And I want to tell you the story of Elias Howe. He was a good man and he wanted to make the world a better place. And he wanted to invent something that would make such a difference to a lot of ladies. And that was, he noticed that when people did their sewing, it took such a long time. You had a needle and you had a thread and you had to push it through and then another stitch and it would take, Days to make a dress or a shirt. He thought, I want to invent something that can do that quickly. Hundreds of stitches a minute. Well, he couldn't. He tried and he tried. And every time he did, the thread would get tangled or he'd put the needle into his finger. And one night he worked till about four in the morning. He was so tired, he put his head on his bench and he went to sleep. And he had a dream all have dreams? I never remember my dreams. I do sometimes. But he had a strange dream. He's got his head on his bench. He's gone to sleep. He's exhausted. He dreamed he was in Africa. And he was being chased by cannibals. And in your dreams, you quite often get caught, and they caught him, and they tied him up, and they took him to their village. There he saw a great big iron pot. Hell no, they're gonna eat me, they're gonna cook me and they put him in. This is just a dream. And as the water got hotter, he tried to climb up and every time he put his hand over the edge, one of them would get a spear and push him back in again. But in his dream, he noticed something. He noticed that the spear had a hollow point. He'd never seen that before. Here's a close-up of the picture. A spear with a hollow point and he thought, ah, I know what to do. He woke up, he shook his head. He said, I've invented something. The needle should go at the end. And so he made himself the first sewing machine. And that looks like a sewing machine, it's a very old one. And if you look at the needles, the hollow is at the end. And you know, it was such a great invention that when another man called Mr. Singer, he decided to copy the same design and every time he made a needle, a sewing machine, he had to pay Mr. Elias Howe some money. And you know they say that was one of the greatest invention of all time because it could do a hundred stitches and just You've seen mum do sewing. How many of you have seen dad do sewing with a sewing machine? I wouldn't have a clue. But you know, his dream was so important. And if you look back, because your lessons that you will be studying are on the book of Daniel. And the Bible is full of dreams where God gave somebody a dream. And I think the first dream that I can remember that I've read about is the dream of Pharaoh about the cows and the corn and nobody could translate it and Joseph did. And that changed the life of a whole nation. He became prime minister. And there is a king, and he's in the book of Daniel. He's got a name that's hard to spell, Nebuchadnezzar. And God gave him a dream one day. And when he woke up, he couldn't even remember the dream. And Daniel said, I won't tell you the dream, but God will. And he gave him a vision. You know, the Bible says that he gives dreams and visions and the mind is a human thing, but God works through our minds. And so you'll be studying about Nebuchadnezzar and his dream and how it changed, how we know all about the history of the world because of the dream of a heathen king. Thank you, boys and girls. Hello again.
2: We're ready for another Bible study together. Do you have your Bible with you? I hope you do, so that you can follow along with us. Now, who would like to offer a prayer to start us off, to invite God to be with us? I would. Thank you, Shemaya.
6: Dear Jesus, please be with us as we learn more about you. Please bless the minds and hearts of the children who have joined us. In Jesus' name, Amen.
2: Amen. amen. Thank you, Shemaya. Uh, now. Uh, Bryce, do you remember some of the things that we learned last week? Can you remind us about what they were?
0: Daniel and his three friends refused to eat the food, the king's food. Instead, they had vegetables and water.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's right. And when the king gave an exam, how did they perform?
0: They performed 10 times better than anyone in Babylon.
2: Very good. Yes, so they studied diligently and God blessed their efforts. Our story today begins in chapter 2. Things were going along just fine for Daniel and his friends until something happened to the king. Jaira, would you please read verse 1?
4: Now the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him.
2: Hmm, it sounds like the king had a nightmare. Well, whatever he saw... It left a very deep impression on him, but he had forgotten the details. His well-paid band of magicians, astrologers, and sorcerers claimed to have special gifts to understand and interpret dreams and visions. So he summoned them to the palace to recall and explain his dream. Let's see what the wise men of Babylon had to say to the king. Caleb, could you please read that in verse 4? Sure.
0: O King, live forever! Tell your servant the dream, and we, um, and we will give you the imp- interpretation.
2: Well, the most powerful king in the whole world very quickly lost his patience with the so-called wise men who claimed to have these mystical powers. Verse five tells us more. Bryce, can you please read that?
0: The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, my decision is firm if you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation you shall be cut in pieces and your houses shall be made in ash heap Ouch!
2: The death sentence That's a bit extreme, isn't it? And if they can tell the king his dream and its interpretation what does verse 6 say they will receive? Shemiah
6: However, if you tell the dream and its interpretation you shall receive from me gifts Rewards and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation.
2: The wise men were now looking quite foolish. In desperation, they pled once more for the king to tell them his dream so that they could make up some kind of an interpretation that would satisfy him. But the king was well aware of their deceptive scheme. He knew they were just playing for more time. Jeremiah, can you please read verse 9?
4: If you do not make known the dream to me, there is only one decree for you, for you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can give me its interpretation.
2: Ooh, the king is very quickly, well, you can see that the king is very quickly losing his patience there. But these men... Used witchcraft, trickery and lies. Not even Satan knew the dream, so he couldn't work through these men. The men knew they were beaten. In verse 11, they pled with the king to be more reasonable. Thanks, Sai.
4: It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other, there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with
2: flesh. Now, did the king feel he needed to be more reasonable? Not in the slightest. He flew into a rage and ordered Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, to carry out his decree to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. When Arioch arrived at the house of Daniel and his three companions, Daniel asked Arioch why the king had made such a decree. Arioch explained to him about the king's dream and how he became very angry when the wise men failed to recall his dream to him now remember last week we learned that god had already blessed faithful daniel with the spiritual gift of understanding visions and dreams so daniel swung into action antilia could you please read verse 16
1: yep so daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation
2: there must have been something about Daniel's confidence and sincerity that caused the king to agree to give him more time. Daniel rushed home, as anyone would, and explained the situation to his companions Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They immediately held a very earnest prayer meeting. Let's have a look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings in Prophets and Kings, page four hundred and nineteen three, which shed some more light on this. Si, could you please read that for us?
4: Together they sought for wisdom from the source of light and knowledge. Their faith was strong in the consciousness that God had placed them where they were, that they were doing his work and meeting the demands of duty in times of perplexity and danger, they had always turned to him for guidance and protection, and he had proved an ever-present help. Now with contrition of heart, they submitted themselves anew to the judge of the earth, a pleading that he would grant them deliverance in the time of special need.
2: Wow, notice that they humbled themselves before God and recommitted their lives to total obedience. God loves to help His people. Our memory verse is a marvelous promise about God's care for each one of us. Can you all turn to 1 Peter 5, 6 to 7? 1 Peter is in the New Testament towards the back of the Bible. Let's all read that. Are we ready? Okay. Therefore, humble yourselves
3: under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for
2: you." Wow, that's beautiful, isn't it? How loving and caring and powerful is the God we serve. One thing we have to remember is that answered prayer is conditional. Being willing to turn away from every known sin is always a condition of answered prayer. Proverbs 28 verse 9 warns us that if we continue in our disobedience, God cannot answer our prayer. So we need to obey God's commandments. James 4 verse 3 tells us of another condition. It says we shouldn't just ask God favors for selfish purposes. Can you read James 4 verse 3, Jira?
4: You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss and you may spend it on your pleasures.
2: Mm. So Daniel and his companions understood this. They had already demonstrated their commitment to following God, regardless of the peer pressures of worldly customs and amusements. Remember the issue over the diet? They refused to eat or drink anything that would dull their minds or weaken their physical health. They believe that everything God said mattered and that they should take God's word seriously. Do you think God heard and answered their sincere prayer? Let's see. Caleb, please read Daniel 2 verse 19.
0: And the secret was revealed to Daniel in the night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven.
2: What's the first thing we should say to God when he answers our prayer? Thank you. That's right we are supposed to thank Him. And that's exactly what Daniel did. His prayer was full of joyful praise and gratitude. God had just saved their lives. Let's take a moment to read part of Daniel's prayer. It's good for us to keep Daniel's prayer in the back of our minds when we pray. Bryce, could you please read that in verse 20?
0: Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His.
2: Mm. And Shammai, can you please read verse 21?
6: And He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding.
2: Mm. Amen. So we see that the rulers of the earth may think they are in control but they are really only in those positions because God allows them the opportunity to rule. How they use that opportunity is their choice. They can use their power for good or for evil, as we discovered with the various kings who ruled over Israel. Well, immediately after his prayer of thanks, Daniel hurried back to Arioch, the men who the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. Daniel gave Arioch the exciting news and Arioch quickly brought Daniel before the king. But we'll have to wait till next week to find out what happened next. So put a bookmark in your Bible in Daniel chapter 2 ready for next week when we solve the puzzle of King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. You can review his dream by getting our devotionals and here's how you can get access to those.
0: (sighs) What do you want? You bored? Yes. Look what I got. Whoa! Look at that! Oh, every day of oh, the week. Where'd you get this?
4: It's Thanks, Matthew and Kaylee. Uncle Daniel, what are we going to learn about next week?
2: Some exciting things. Next week we will solve the puzzle of King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. It is one of the most amazing Bible stories. So watch next week to find out why.
1: This prophecy was actually fascinated me ever since I was a child. Auntie Leah, can we say our new memory verse? Yes, we sure can. And you can say it along with us at home. The words are on your screen. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time,
3: casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. 1 Peter 5,
2: 6-7 Isn't it comforting to know that God cares about us so much? Jeremiah, what did you learn about the king this week?
4: That God hears and answers our prayers.
2: He sure does. God never lets us down.
1: And God offers us the power to not let Him down either. Well, time flies and we have to say goodbye till next Sabbath. Ready everyone to sing our blessing song?
3: May
0: I know Jesus loves me because he first loved me.
6: I know Jesus loves me because he's coming to take me home with him.
4: I know Jesus loves me because he died for me.
0: You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and
4: remember to join us next week.